Wow, I've just returned from the American film market, and in this episode, I'm excited to share my top three AFM takeaways with you. Hello, filmmakers. I'm Tom Malloy. Welcome to another action-packed episode of the Filmmaking Stuff Podcast, where we share tips and tactics so you can take action and make your movie now. In today's episode, we're going to recap the 2023 American film market. Well, it was different. <laughs> Let's start with that. And I'll just give a quick summation before I go to kind of three takeaways. Um, it, the difference obviously being that the the venue that it was in for years and years, 20 plus years, was the Lowe's Hotel in Santa Monica. I've been going consistently to the American film market for 19 straight years, um, including the ones that were quote-unquote virtual um, for the COVID pandemic. But this time was the first time that they were in a new venue. Lowe's Hotel is not there anymore. So they had to find a new spot. And this spot was called the Meridian Delfina. And I, I laugh because, you know, everybody's going to say the same thing. Anybody who was there, it was horrible. It was it definitely did not work. The, the hotel was at a very strange layout. The elevators were completely overloaded and stuck a bunch of times. And the stairs were were just very tough to navigate, and and there were a lot of them. You know, the the AFM used to used to walk in. You were on floor four, and that was kind of the street level, and then it went up to eight. So you really didn't have that much to walk. This had ten floors, uh, including a penthouse above the ninth floor, so that it was like you would come in on one, you'd have to walk all the way up there, and that was just a trek. So that the major thing there is that the the venue needs to be changed. I would assume that this is the first and last year it'll be at the Meridian Delfina. But going to the, to the takeaways of it, the, the market's still there. It's potentially not as strong as it was e even during the pandemic when people needed content. Um, but every year, you know, it's, it just seemed that the market does trend downwards. But there's a lot of exciting stuff going on uh, with the AVOD and FAST channels internationally. And that, I'm not sure that that helps specific filmmakers, but if you have more content and if you're able to produce more content, it could definitely help you. It could definitely benefit you. Uh, another takeaway that I saw is that I think filmmakers are getting better with their films. There's a higher quality of films. In fact, David, who's my head of acquisitions, David Lawrence for the, the company that I, I own called Glasses Distribution, he said that he got his best submission of movies that he's ever gotten. So the people that were coming in were doing some great stuff. So uh, that's really good to see that filmmakers are coming in and maybe some of these were just things that were on hold during the pandemic and or maybe they're finding creative ways to put stuff together. I think that potentially if the strike continues and goes on, the market numbers will go up a little bit because we need more content and the, the distributors need to put content out there and, and there's an audience that can watch it. So I would say you, you need to stay the course with that and continue to try making films and potentially the, the prices will go up. But, the you know, if we, we kind of go back to an overall view and as far as takeaways go, that the market's still there. There's still outlets for your film. That's one. This, the second is that there's an exciting kind of new trend with AVOD fast channels. And the third thing that I want to say is there is a way to almost redefine the backyard indie. You know, if we call the backyard indie this you know, movie that was made on a shoestring budget, um, let's take a dive into that and say, 
we don't need to call it a backyard indie because it sounds cheap. And yeah, it is cheap. It's cheap to make, but it doesn't look cheap. You don't need $500,000 to make a movie that gets tension anymore. You don't need $5 million. Right now, where I, I do those movies and, you know, I'm trying, I'm always trying to develop more in, in bigger projects and some studio projects. There is a market to be made on those smaller films. And it's something that where, I mean, I've had people pull out trailers and show an incredible trailer that looks super cinematic and, you know, maybe it was a monster or something like that and look incredible. And I say, how much did you make this for? And they go, um, $25,000. It's like, oh my God, there's a whole new way of thinking about it. And I'm telling you that $25,000 movie looks like it costs two, $3 million and could easily have cost two, $3 million. But the problem is on the market side of things, and this is what all actors, filmmakers, agents don't get is that that movie itself you do well and you sell here and there might make $250,000, $300,000. And that's if you do very well with it. So now if you made it for say twenty-five dollars to $50,000, you've done really well. You could continue to do more and more. But if you did it for $3 million, you lost a lot of money. So the key I would say is now, by the way, and I'm talking about these are movies with no sellable cast or names and stuff like that. Obviously that changes the game and cast will always be a king um, in many ways, but there is just a, a thought you have to kind of get in your head about redefining this backyard indie. I'm going to go more and more into this in future um, podcasts, and we might do we can do a new module for filmmaking stuff on wrapping your head around it. And it's really kind of the new way of thinking of making movies. And um, again, I don't even like that word backyard indie because it sounds like oh, you just you, know, you and your friends are just filming something in the backyard. It's like no, no though the money's still very cheap and you know it's it's you're you're putting together something that's um not that expensive it does look expensive and that's the key the production value can be that of a multi-million dollar film but again afm still there will it continue to be there i don't know i don't know if afm can last uh i was at mipcom two weeks before afm and it was a, a really strong market and i think a lot of it used to be a TV only market. And I think a lot of filmmakers are going there with movies for TV and you have Toronto. And so you have a lot going on around the American film market. They need to have a venue. They need to come back strong, but it does feel like it's on hospice in a way. <laughs> and so who knows if it will continue, but something needs to change. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the filmmaking stuff podcast. If you gain valuable knowledge today, please remember to subscribe, leave a rating, and write a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your support is crucial in helping us connect with more dedicated filmmakers like you. And before you go, remember to grab your free filmmaker checklist. To get your copy, visit filmmakingstuff.com and download it today. Until next time, take action and make your movie how.